1: This is a crowd podcast.
0: This episode is sponsored by the Baker, Greg Abwoods. To be more like Greg, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content, and grow the show today. His back is strong, his beard is thick. He wonders what makes people tick. Joe Marler and his show. Joe Marler, here we go.
1: Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marler and this is Tom Fordyce. How are ya, Tommy boy?
0: Joe, it is lovely to see you. Now, regular listeners to the show will know that you sometimes bring items of food into the studio at a point when you probably shouldn't be to them. Today's little gift... Inside to yourself, is a bag of chocolate eggs?
1: I don't know if they're chocolate, because they had a sign on them that said quail eggs. Do you think they're actually real quail eggs? Well, that's what I'm starting to worry about, because I thought they'd be chocolate, but now looking at them, they look like real eggs. So either the person that I've bought them off is Carl Fabergé, (laughs) or they're real eggs.
0: The other question for me here, and you're just smelling, smelling the egg,
1: does it feel hollow to you? Oh No! <laughs> <Are> you put <barely laughs> it on your teeth! You're not, <laughs> you're not, fucking hell, my do that! It's
0: going in. Got a brown egg, a brown speckled. Stop tonguing the
1: egg. <laughs> Just pop the egg in. Oh my god. What? Quail or no quail? Fucking great quail. Is it a chocolate quail egg? Or it a quail that never made it. If you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> oh my god. Hazelnut praline. Serious. I serious, bruv. You want one? Go on, I'll take one of your eggs. Pop it in. Oh my God, it gets better the hotter it gets. Does it? I'm going for a blue one. I sniff it, lick it. No audible aroma. Lick it a bit. If I lost all my sense. I can't even taste it. Just pop it in there. Right, here we go. Wait for it to melt a little bit.
0: Okay. Quite big, aren't
1: I? Yeah, I let it go around and then just uh, crunch it down. There we go. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, quite big, aren't I? Oh, yeah. How good are they? It's massive. It feels like it's doubled in size in my, in my face. Pardon? It's a big egg. It's not a quail egg. Well, I've never had a quail egg, so as far as I it's know, a goose. that is. A... Oh, I see what you mean when you get to the interior. Yeah, and it starts like warming up and shit. Have you ever had a quail egg? Yeah. What's it taste like?
0: <laughs> quite eggy. It's just small.
1: <laughs> is it? Have just you... the same as a duck egg.
0: It's slightly different. Have you ever had a
1: um, goose egg? Goose egg? Is that a real. Is this a trick question? <laughs> Trying to work. Is that a real thing? Mm. They give birth to eggs. They don't give birth to eggs, do they? I thought geese give birth to geese. (laughs) (laughs) I thought a goose comes out of. (laughs) I know they're birds. But, but all eggs. birds have eggs.
0: Listen, I've got a schematic up here comparing different eggs. You can see here, clearly the chicken is possibly two-thirds of the size of a duck. A goose could be three times a the duck there, couldn't it? Look at that.
1: Fucking hell. Could you take on a goose egg? Only if it was filled with hazelnut praline. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let us, Joe, without further ado, summon a guest to the studio. Adieu. Ado. Hello, my fine friend. Now, before we get on with the rest of the episode, let me remind you that we have another live show coming up later this year. Here is how it's going to work. We're back at the Clapham Grand in London on the 1st of November as part of the Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival. Tickets are on sale now. What are you waiting for? I have a feeling you may hear moments like this.
1: That, that lad in the corner who shouted, are you single, is now going, fuck, I shout. Okay. Whoever finishes third gets the sex toy. Yes! sir. Oh, he's come for a hug. Excellent.
0: When <laughs> the guys who worked started making trouble in my neighborhood. Now, after our last tour, the worldwide press gave the Joe Marler show five stars. And the audience said this.
1: It was pretty good. It was pretty good.
0: I thought it was sexy as fuck.
2: I didn't know who it was. <laughs>
0: it was well worth it. Absolutely unbelievable. Couldn't ask for any better, really. To get your tickets to The Joe Marler Show live at the Clapham Grand, click the link in the episode description.
1: Our guest today works in recruitment, and we're going to come up with a different
2: name for him, I think. Do you want a different name? Yeah, we could probably do with having a slightly different name. Oh. Maybe it doesn't have to be anything too rogue.
1: Oh, I didn't realise like there could be a reveal-all. On the re- recruitment world. Is there a name you've
2: always wanted to be? <gasps> Zach Thunder or something? Zach Thunder. Zach Thunder. This, this is the opportunity to do it, isn't it, as you well? be whatever you want to be. Oh, that's that's a good mark for life, that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I feel like I should just keep it very, very plain, though. Just to just keep everyone guessing. Okay. So, I reckon something like... Jack, or Jack. Yeah. Jack Chunder. Jack Chunder, (laughs) excellent. So we've gone Zack Thunder to Jack Chunder. I think that's an upgrade.
1: Well, today's guest is called Jack Chunder, (laughs) and he works in recruitment. Hello, Jack Chunder.
0: Hello, pleasure to be here. Hi, Jack Chunder. Hi, Tom, how are you? I'm very well, Jack, nice (laughs) to see you. You were slightly worried, Joe, weren't you, as we travelled to today's venue for the podcast record. When I say puzzled, you didn't actually know what recruitment was. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why it's good that we've got Jack here. Um Absolutely. What what is working work working bunny rabbit ears. What are these quotation marks? Yeah. Working in recruitment. What is it and what the fuck are you exactly what exactly are you recruiting?
2: Well Joe, that's a pretty common question, because oh. I'd say a lot of people don't really know what happens in recruitment, No, uh, to the extent that even my own family at times have tried to explain what it is they the do. The Chanda family have no idea? The Chanda family have no idea. Oh. God bless them. They have no idea. They have more of an idea now, that yes. like I've told them a few times, but it still does happen from time to time. In essence, recruitment is finding candidates for open jobs and charging a client a fee for doing it, so at it's- a very basic level.
1: It sounds like like a weird job centre type place thing. Job centre's probably not. So if I wanted a, a job. Yeah. I need a job. I'm out I'm out of work, which yeah. is almost certainly gonna happen very soon <laughs> on one front or the other. And I would come to you or would I go to the job centre?
2: Well, so here's the difference between a job centre and recruitment is a job centre is set up to help anyone find the job. That's its purpose. It wants to get everyone back into work. With recruitment, it's far more commercial, so we're there to make money. Therefore, when it comes to placing people, we only, I say only, our ideal scenario is to have the best possible candidates so that we can go out to market with essentially the best product and hopefully put them into a job and earn some money off the back of it.
0: Right, so which way round does this work, Jack? Is it a case of Joe coming to you and saying, Mr. Chanda, I need a job, and then you're going through... Was that a good noise for a good job? It was really good, yes. Typing it. We've got a couple of offers here for you, Joe. Or is it a case of people coming to the Chanda recruitment agency saying, we've got five jobs here, then you've got... Go on your computer, you've got Joe logged on already, think, bingo. Marla's
2: up for this
1: bingo bongo bingo mm.
2: bongo bango it happens both way rounds. Oh, it happens both way rounds, and you need both sides as well because think about it if you get jobs in and you don't have any candidates that you can put in well you're a bit screwed aren't you really because you're not going to earn any money because you've got no good candidates so they're not going to take anyone but if it's the other way round and you've got loads of candidates but no jobs again there's not really much that you can do with them so you kind of really need to work both angles as much as you possibly can
1: so it's a, it's a bit like Joni Mitchell both sides now Joe give us a little blast I looked at recruitment from both sides now.
0: From the employer's side and uh, the prospective candidates. And
1: still somehow I don't know what <laughs> recruitment is. Anyway, back to recruitment. Yes. Um, In my very little... Oh, sorry. In my extensive research <laughs> into recruitment... Absolutely. Uh, this turn of phrase... Kept coming up. Ooh. If you work in recruitment, you're a bit of a wanker. Oh, mm. is is that fair? Bear in mind, this is coming from an uh, uneducated viewpoint on recruitment, so it's not like I'm not sitting here calling you a wanker. Why do people not, say? You're a bit of a wanker or it's wanky to work in recruitment?
2: Well, I mean at Jack Chunder Recruitment. Mm.
1: Ch- what did you call it? Chunderman's. <laughs> no, but that's good. <laughs> chunderman's Recruitment. Yeah. Chunderman's. Okay,
2: Chunderman's. Okay. So Chunderman's Recruitment. I think it entirely depends on the agency and how they want to go about it because the honest answer is there is a lot of wankers who work in recruitment. <laughs> <Is> there? <it>? Yeah. <laughs> There's a does range happen. of wankers. There's all different types of flavours of wankers. Yes. Yeah. And it ranges right the way from your classic dog with a bone wanker. And what I mean by that is if you're advertising a job, there is the sort of individual who will just absolutely try every which way to get a hold of you to get that job on. Like battering down your phones, sending you emails every half hour if you're not coming back. Um, and just be a complete and utter nuisance, basically.
1: So, a little bit like Wolf of Wall Street, where they're just constantly ringing up people and badgering them to be
2: like... It can be. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street... It's not like Wolf of Wall Street, first and foremost, in the sense that it's not... Certainly not what Martin Scorsese made it look like, anyway.
0: Okay.
2: Um, But if you walked into a recruitment office, you would probably... It would be akin to that in the sense that everyone is on the phone the whole time. There's a real buzz about the place. There's a lot of noise. People will be acting a little bit silly. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is, it is sales. And so in that respect, I suppose it is a little bit like Wolf of Wall Street in the sense of you're there to sell, you're there to make money, and you have to, or you're not going to survive. So you make the majority of your salary on commission, do you? Absolutely. Above your base salary. Yes. So you could work in hospitality or retail and Probably earn more of a basic salary than what you can get in recruitment, Uh, which is, you know, is what it is. But where the real opportunity is, is if you're good at it and if you can place people in jobs, your earning potential is massive. So
1: hang on, I need a little bit more explanation on this. You get commission on placing people in jobs. I don't understand. Surely that's just your job. (laughs) You get extra to do your job. Normally. so you get... We need a deep dive on commission. Oh. Yeah, I I can't, I can't get my head around this commission chat. Which talk us through basic
2: salary. So, Compared basic salary of a... If you're just starting up in recruitment, and it will depend on where you go, but it's probably somewhere between 18 to 21, maybe. Okay, as a starting salary, which is, you know, it's fine, it's livable, but you can earn that much doing a lot of other things. That's a lot less stressful. The commission element comes into it because the way the commission works is if you place someone in a job that's earning 40k for instance you might charge the client 20% of that so that's an 8k fee Whoa. which you bill the client for they then pay the company 8k and you get a percentage of that as your commission what percentage do you get? again completely dependent on agencies but if you say make I say for argument's sake so you make 25 grand in a month in terms of fees so 2 or 3 placements you would probably earn four or five grand over the course of that month. So there are instances where you can have people fresh out of... We don't need to go to university to do it, frankly. But you can have people who are in their first job, in their first role earning 70, 80k in their first year of recruitment.
1: Why Joe? in the fuck are we doing podcasts? <laughs> Why don't we just do recruitment? Should we do some recruitment? I want to go recruit. Right, let's do some recruiting. Let's recruit.
0: Okay, have you ever done a job interview, Joe? Uh. Mm. No. I would say that means no. No is the answer. Well let's say that you were doing a job interview to join Chundermans. Chundermans. Yeah, because yeah. job interviews are a big part of what you do, I'm guessing, Jack. It would be, yeah. Let's absolutely. do it let's do a little job interview here where JC, you are Oh
1: JC, is it? Yeah. Okay, good. JC's looking
0: to get another recruiter on board. Joe, you're looking to make seventy grand a year. Yeah. Let's go. Hi
1: Joe. How you doing? Hello, Mr. Chunder. <laughs> That's a bit of a nervous start, isn't it? Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous. A little bit shaky as well. Oi. Oi. <laughs> have, have you got a job? Have you got any jobs available?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Do you want a job? Yes, please. Okay. Why are you wanting to do recruitment, Joe?
1: Because I want to make money for my nine children. <laughs> Why are you I speaking have. as
2: if English is
0: your second language? <laughs>
1: <'Cause> i <I'm> nervous. <laughs> i want to make money for to provide for my nine children that are all under 5 and uh, so I was hoping you had uh, something co- that could help me with that between 80 and 100,000 pounds per, year, per annum. Interesting. Okay.
2: Money is great motivator. So that's absolutely fine. But why do you think you'd be good at recruitment?
1: Because I can sell hard and learn fast.
2: I'm glad you didn't say that the other way around.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm a jolly chap. I'm, that I, I'm a great team member. Excellent. I can really bring the team together. And I know how to use a phone to ring people. Always helps. Always press, helps. You press buttons just any buttons and I'm really quite manipulative and persuasive so I can get X Y and Z into A B and C (laughs) and make at least I can make you The next big thing in the recruitment world. Jack Chunderman. Chunder.
2: Jack Chunder. Jack Chunder. See, I like the sound of all of that. Yeah. Would you say manipulation is one of the key things in recruitment that you'd need to have, one of the key skills?
1: Well, you say tomato, I say potato. (laughs) (laughs) So, manipulate may have negative connotations to it, but manipulate can also mean persuade and coerce in a positive way, can't it? Potentially. Can you ignore the fact that I use manipulate as a word? (laughs)
2: We can, we, can, we can gloss over that. Um, it's interesting that you say that that is a part of recruitment, because it is. I mean, I'd probably try and use the word influence or something. Nice. Yeah. Uh, better. Which is probably that on slightly your head, you know. more positive. It's essentially the same, though. Uh, essentially, it's yep. the same. It just sounds slightly better, doesn't it? But actually, I'd argue that the most important thing when it comes to recruitment is listening ability. Go on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so tying it back to Wolf of Wall Street again, as we've yeah. been there already... You know the the classic Jordan Belfort sell me this pen mantra. Yeah. The, the idea behind that is if you go all hard sell on it and try your best to just sell really hard and sell someone that pen just by being really bullish, it's not gonna work. The way to do it is to start asking them questions and to listen to their responses, because realistically at some point they're gonna give you something that you can use to sell back. If, for instance, you were recruiting for, I don't know, let's say let's say an HR manager, right? and you start asking questions about, okay, well, where, where have you struggled to find HR skill sets in the past? Or what do you feel you're lacking in the organisation? What do you think the next steps to build your company up? They might say something like, oh, we've, we've always struggled getting a, an EDI and i policy in like quality and diversity. It's really hard to find that skill set. Well, then instantly you're like, okay, if I find a candidate who's really hot on that with loads of skills, that's helping nice. their pain
1: point, isn't it? I'm just looking at you. Like, you, you have me. <laughs> like, the way you're talking and the way your body language is, you're influencing me already. I don't know why. Do you know what I mean? And yet you've turned the manipulation word round. But that's exactly what you're doing. You're manipulating my thoughts by thinking that... (laughs) Influencing.
2: Influencing
1: Influencing. my thoughts by thinking that I'm in control and making me feel... oh. like, do you know what I mean? Asking me the questions and, oh, he wants to listen. He's, okay, yeah, he knows. He's really respectful. He wants... Make, you're fluffing me, basically. You're a fluffer.
0: A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we, um, JC, maybe offer Joe some tips for future job interviews if this one wasn't to work out, which I'm sure it will, because you were fantastic there, Joe.
1: Why, why is that tone that you're using so insincere?
0: Don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> So, Jack, would it be play on or play off for Joe to lie about some of his previous experience/slash skills? Oh, absolutely, play off. No,
2: can't do that.
1: Exaggerate then. Mm. If you're going to have influence rather than. How would manipulate. you know, though, if I tell you that, like, I've worked 10 years in the HR sector mm. for. One of the top HR companies in the world. Which one was it? HR Limited.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I know them. They're good. Yeah. Do you have to like research the lies or do you just go off the... Well, yeah. I mean, you you tend to have a CV from most candidates, so that helps. But are, re- are they real things? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. If we don't have CVs, we can't do our jobs properly. Do people check
0: CVs? So let's say Joe put down that he, he's done a postgraduate diploma in HR... Excellent. At Stanford University. Ooh. in America. Mm. Don't don't sound disbelieving <laughs> this is your C D. Oh, yeah.
2: In America. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Would that get checked? Yes. In all likelihood. Yeah. Going into the If it wasn't by us as the agency, it probably would be by the company that you're going into.
0: What if we downgraded it? Forget Stanford Joe. Joe got four A stars at A level. That would not
1: be checked. <gasps> So essentially, GCSEs... You don't need them. A-levels... Bullshit. All that pressure we put ourselves under. You're just sitting there and telling me that it doesn't matter. I didn't need to do any of that because I can write, I got four A-stars, seven A-stars of GCSE, four A-stars, and you ain't checking that shit.
2: Well... (sighs) I mean, it will probably depend a little bit, right? So if I'm... And the other thing that we do with every candidate before we put them in front of anyone is do this, sit down and talk with them. And in doing that, a lot of the time, you can uncover if someone is a bullshitter. Pretty easy to do. What's your nose telling you about, time? Jamala? <laughs> yeah, okay. Bullshit them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can you not pause for as long, please? <laughs>
2: Sorry. Yeah, I... It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> it. it is quite easy to catch people out on stuff because you want to dive into I'm not bothered about A-levels really if you come across well that's like a really big thing because then you can go away to the client and say oh this person's great like they can hold a conversation they're really engaging they come across really well and that you know ultimately is what people want don't they when you work with someone you want to know you're going to get along with them they're going to be a decent human being and all that stuff so that's kind of a really big part of it if that happens I'm not bothered all really about your A-levels doesn't really matter but on the flip side if you're coming across like You don't have a clue what you're talking about, or whatever it might be. Then at that point, I'd be like, okay, so talk me through your qualifications. What modules do you study? (gasps) Have you ever
1: had a situation? (laughs) Have you ever had a situation? Where it might appear, like, I, I've come across really well in our interview, yeah? yeah? You sign me up, you go, this guy, he's good, he can hold a conversation, got all the gift to the gab and that lot. But then- <laughs>
0: Which is ironic, do <laughs> mind the way you describe
1: that. And then you, <laughs> and then you send me out yeah. to the company, I sit in front of the company that you've sent me to, mm. and I freeze, or actually... I'm a dog's dinner, I look like a bag of shit, I make a really bad impression. That company's then ringing you up, surely going, Oi, Jack Chanda, you fucking lied to us. You said this Joe fella was really, like, easy to talk to, knows his shit. Like, what happens there then? That
2: happens far more often than it should do. And actually, that conversation, you fucking liar, has happened before. But that's really hard to control, because at the end of the day, people are going to do stuff you can't control, everything that they do. But we, you know, had instances like, I know that candidates have gone for interviews with clients over video, but have done it from, like, the bathroom stall of their current workplace. And you're like, <laughs> in what universe did you think that was a good idea? You just sat there with a fucking cistern, sat behind you, and you're just there, sat on the bog doing an interview. <laughs>
1: did they not, what if they would blurred out the, the back of the screen? You know, you can put, like, the space
2: earth uh, like view mm. as your background. Should edit that. I know a for a fact they didn't because oh. I caught them straight after. Uh, and they didn't have it blurred
1: out. Why would you consider sitting in the toilet as the best one to I don't know, you'd at least go to your car or something <laughs> you'd think. Or just stand like, outside just anywhere.
2: What are the other no-nos then, Chanducci mm. for job interviews? Mm we've had candidates who will rock up looking like a dog's dinner to a client like just dressed appallingly turn up late no we'll, suit and tie no suit and tie no we're we'll, we'll wandering with like a Mackie's or whatever <laughs> half an hour late and we're talking not you know Junior these are serious people within organisations who will rock up half an hour late in shorts <laughs> and just not really care stop shaking your head Joe <laughs> and you're like That's, what, what are you doing what are you doing and then on the other side of the scale where it is probably a little bit more serious is not directly but I've heard and there are instances if you look in the news of people who not similar to what you're saying have you know gone through an interview process with a recruitment agency have been placed in a role and then it turns out that they're guilty of some really really serious crime that they didn't declare like serious fraud or sexual harassment or battery all of that stuff that I've like, You know, you hear of all those sorts of horror stories and then obviously you're in a lot of trouble with the client if that happens. What
0: about, as Joe walks in, handshake, JC, or no handshake?
2: Mm, handshake, and you can judge a lot from a handshake as well. Right, have a go, Joe.
1: God, hang on. Just move the mic. Don't overthink it, Joe, just... I'm not overthinking
2: it. Hello. Pleasure to meet you. That's a
1: good handshake, good, yeah, absolutely. Not, just describe it for me.
2: It was, it was confident, yeah, like a bit of confidence. Yeah. I'm not talking you have your arm out 10 seconds before we go in for the handshake, yeah. but you know, it's, you know, confidence, good amount of that, and uh, good grip as well.
1: Um, that was strong. You know, I quite like the the thumb connection,
2: yeah, I agree. The
1: thumb connection is, a, let me see let's this let's again. again. Let me just try. so, so if you, you've gone you, palms you to you palm to palm. you go into the thumb, yeah. so if oh, you just about, yeah. you
0: want the thumbs to. So, the webbing on both your thumbs has met.
1: Yeah, like a yeah. tongue and groove or a dovetail. Right. In, yeah, in, no. the, in the floorboards. You know what I mean? You get that bit and Bush. then you grip. Yeah. Don't squeeze
2: too hard. Like. Duration or, of hold? Always oh, I oh, Two to three seconds, I think. Or if Joe if, were to overhaul.
1: If I'm trying to alpha him, you're I, pulling might, him. I might yeah. pull him a little bit <laughs> and squeeze a little bit for Alamate, you right? Yeah. Great to yeah. see you.
2: See, in that instance, I'm already thinking, why? Oh. Well. Are you, are you not here because you want a job? Or? So too confident? Well, you yeah,
1: no, We've done the handshake, sit down, calmly, the speak, the ability to hold a conversation. Eye contact? Eye contact? Yeah, absolutely.
2: All the time? Oh, no, because that's just weird, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like we're doing right now, it's quite an intense moment,
1: isn't it? But what I find is that <laughs> if you put people in awkward situations mm. or uncomfortable situations, you sort of get to see the real... Them, the real version of them, because it, you you find their limits. I'm just watching can, this, wondering which one of is going to blink first. With. Your eyes are locked you know on each mean? other. Yeah, though.
2: I do know what you mean. I've conscious feel, Tom said something, and I wasn't quite sure what he said because I very think JC is going to crack before Joe is it. No,
1: I'll, I'll crack because I'm I'm not doing it for like a competition or whatever. Like if Jack wants to look away, he can look away. That's absolutely fine. But I, I, I feel I'll, like I'll you're obviously... playing mind games. No, <laughs> no, not at all I wouldn't do that. I'll look away first. Of course, I will. But probably after you have.
2: Um... <laughs> How is that first then? I don't know. No, this is ah! weird. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, that was, yeah. 10. It's got a lot hotter in here since that happened. Big time.
1: Yeah. Um, okay,
0: anything else for job interviews for Joe here?
1: I get good I get I worry that I get this sort of practice, not practice, but I, the red flags doing the podcast, Tom, mm. mainly from Ryan, when he's like, there's a restriction in the C-bomb yeah. per episode. We get three C-bombs per episode. Oh, do we? That's Do you have some tonight. sort of rules over C-bombs in interviews? i mean, or lower than three? Oh, I'd say definitely zero. So less than three? Yeah, a little bit. Not not great,
0: is it? What about if you're underlining a point? So Joe is trying to make it quite clear to G- you. Give me an example. All right, so so Joe, you're trying to say to Chunders how much you want this job.
1: Oh, I've really... I'm really desperate to get not desperate that's, that's too needy mm. I would love I would my... love to be part of Chandermans I think I'd fit in really nicely and it's something I <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know exactly what you're trying to I'll avoid and I'm wondering it.
1: how you're gonna get around it. Uh, no, the other way you could get away with it is if I was Australian because mm. Yes. But if I mate, fuck. Honestly, I think I'd really suit Chandamans. I've been around a bit and you know, I, I'm a bit of a good cunt, you know? I'm not I'm not one of those shit cunts. I'm a fucking good cunt. And uh, I'd love it if I could sign up. I can I can see you're a straight arrow. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to be part of the Chanda cunts. <laughs>
2: Is that the Australian branch, is it? (laughs) That's good. Um, I mean, I'd probably question it less, but...
1: So it's s- a no to swearing?
2: No, it's not. Although okay. you do get some weird people who do recruitment, they just have really bizarre ways of doing it. Like what? Well, so I knew someone who, part of your recruitment is your client calling. So when you're trying to either build relationships or get jobs on from clients. If you're pretty new into recruitment, typically it's not an easy thing to do because the reality is you're going to get told to fuck off sometimes if you catch people on a bad day. A lot of people just don't want to talk to you and it's a lot of grind for a l- very little outcome a lot of the time so you have to get through a lot of volume to do it and it's quite intimidating i think calling up someone who you don't really know everyone's had a sales call that they don't want right so that is quite i think an intimidating thing to do i knew someone who used to hype themselves up for it so at nine fifty-five, started doing his client calling at 10 and nine fifty-five got up from his desk walked into the bathroom and just started shadow boxing in, mir- in the mirror in the mirror not just gently, like, fully, fully going for it. Making the noise. Yeah, no. absolutely. <laughs> and then ducking like. yeah. <laughs> and then he Three punch. On that Three <sighs> Literally. And then he would, come, five minutes later, come bowling out of the toilets, stride into his desk, picking up the phone, and then just smashing through a load of calls um. because he built himself up to do it, which is just a little bit weird. Should we do that before the pod, show?
1: <gasps> I think it was just <laughs> fight. No, but I'm not going to win. It's not about winning
0: and losing. You batter me. Yeah, but it's about spiking your But when we to speak you break my
1: face. No, no, but it's about spiking your adrenaline levels.
0: What is the longest, Chandarucci,
2: that you have spent trying to get your worst client a job? Oh, it can go on for a long time. You could be talking six months to a year. You could be trying. Like right, but
1: who who is at fault there? Is that you? Because you really the client you're kinda of like, mmm, you're a bit naff and I don't really know how to tell you. Or is it really because they are naff and
2: I mean, I would you can't get them anything? It's an issue either with what their expectations are, so they're just completely unrealistic. They want to pay too little for what they want or they're just being really picky with candidates that they're seeing, which happens a lot, understandably. Everyone wants the best there might be depending on the person yeah, no, one at, no one at Jack Chunder recruitment of course but you know there might be people who would not be particularly good at it and therefore it probably would be their fault realistically if it is a consultant's fault you're going to have the client sack you off pretty quickly because why would they bother to try keeping on engaging you and then pay you some money for something that they're not going to get anything out of
0: what sort of lines would you give to your hapless client who cannot get a job and you keep pushing to interviews and they keep fucking it up what would be your sort of your word
2: as they come back to you, you, go, Well, haven't I got a fucking job? I've been with you for six months, Chanders. Oh. I've got a good story about this actually. Oh. Yeah. So one of the most awkward conversations that I've ever heard anyone have to have is a similar situation as a candidate who'd, you know, been trying to get a job for the best part of six months, something like that. And he basically stank a BO. Oh. But like seriously, yeah. seriously rotten. Yeah. So sat in a room with him and they basically had to say, look. This is the reason why you're not getting a job is because you need to take a shower before you go (laughs) to your interview.
0: That must be tough. Some people can't smell. I worked with someone once who had unbelievably. No. Oh, okay. They had unbelievably, and everyone who worked (laughs) in the office knew this person had terrible BO. But I think this person just had a compromised sense of smell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We had a similar situation with a player, Mm. genuinely stank. Like hygiene, all the time, all the time, mm. like badly, not good. Even to the point where at Christmas and we're doing Secret Santa, he's got a massive Lynx hamper, soap on a rope, everything you've got that you require for a shower and to get clean. Mm. And like, there's a bit of like workplace, a bit like uh, sniggering, like oh, this is a funny thing. And he's opened it up and gone, oh, thanks a lot. This, this is a nice, nice present. Cheers. Like, not got the hint or. At all. Did he use any of the products? Well no, because he still continued to stink.
0: Because you could have the opposite, Chandarucci, mm.
1: where someone
0: has whacked on a little bit too much eau de cologne, mm. just covered themselves in it, and it's
2: eye watering, to be honest. Mm. Absolutely. Well that is completely the opposite, but I'd argue it's a much better problem to have than to stink a BO. Mm.
1: Yeah, you smell too good. Yeah. Where what do you think you wear you on this continuum? Well, I've got a blocked nose at the minute. Just to double-check that I smell okay, can we have a break so I can apply a bit of antiperspirant? Yes, we can, Joe. Go I'm do a that. Bit, I'm a little bit moist okay. under the wings. You know what I mean by that? My armpits. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, you've checked your pits. Happy? Yep, they're good now. Brilliant. Um, JC, can we build Joe a CV, please? A bulletproof, perfect CV that will enable him to get the job of his dreams? Absolutely. Let's right. do it. Number of pages? No more than, I say, two's ideal, really.
1: So, uh, on, the, on a CV, do I put my name a good so
0: start. Joe Marler? Do you need to put CV on a CV? Bit wanky to put Curriculum Vitae, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I'm, not for me.
1: What's Curriculum Vitae mean? CV. No, no, but what does Curriculum Vitae mean? That's a very good question. Something about your life, Vitae's life, story of your life? Could be. I actually
0: don't know. Story of your life sounds better. This what, is... like with Michael Parkinson? This is the story of my
1: life. He Born. comes in with a red book. <gasps> what if I did a red page? So either it's really professional or I work in
2: Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't people put photos on CVs? Oh, some people do. Do they? Yeah, like I'm I'm a Facebook a page. Yeah, exactly. Do I'm they not mean I'm, they... I'm not a fan.
1: I think that would be a good thing, because then you know who I am. You know, like, you're, I hand you my CV, I'll send you my CV. Mm. But we, d- we spoke earlier about first impressions. Yeah. Surely having a picture might actually influence you.
2: Ah, but here's the other side of it, is particularly, at the moment, you want to have absolutely no bias in your recruitment process and if you have a picture on your CV, even if it's subconscious, you've probably already assumed something about that person, which might not necessarily be fair.
1: So at the at the heading, mm. so on the header, I'm going to put course of one's life, and under that, I'm going to put Joe Marla, because curriculum vitae means course of one's life mm. in Latin, mm. and so I'm putting Joe Marler, and then do I put my address?
2: Yeah, Kay. address, phone number, email address. Okay.
1: Should
0: he have, like, the Joe Marler in the biggest font? Yes. Nice big font? Probably, yeah. Okay,
1: bolded?
2: Yeah, I'd say so. You, you want that to be... Bang. Don't miss it. Okay,
1: exactly. Okay, so, hang on. <laughs> Shall I not...
2: No, no, don't read your full address. <laughs> okay, fine.
1: Okay, house. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really bother putting them around, because you know your address. You could fill that bit in afterwards. <laughs> hang on. Jamala,
1: house name, Lane Shagville. Yep. S-E-6.
2: Yeah. Nice. Three double D.
1: <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, no, 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 sorry. d 3, 3 znut <laughs> <laughs> U- 5 Okay, so that's that's that one. Oh, hang on. Is that age? A, ooh. 32.
2: Oh, no. Don't put oh. your age. You don't put your age? No. Why? Like, well, again, you... Count you know, against you? Yeah, well, it might do. Depends on the person who's looking at it.
1: Oh, yeah. So they don't want to prejudge you by either looks, sexual... Um, I guess I'm yeah. not putting my sexual orientation. No, don't want to put that. Am I putting my ethnicity? You, you, should, Even though n- none of that should matter, it subconsciously does. So but no be, age. They put age. Okay, age, I'm putting what? Unknown. <laughs> not unknown. <laughs>
2: age, Just unknown. Because you doesn't have age in there in the first place. Just put you guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you want to know? Ring me. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. They're on the hook. Ooh. Ring me if you want. No,
2: do you know? I'd be curious. Like I think age? Based, yeah. based on the CV so far, yeah. I'd have questions. Yeah.
1: Do, again, we're not putting whether I'm married or not. No. Achievements. Nice.
2: Oh, achievements is not a bad one to have next. I would personally do a little summary or a profile, like a little personal statement.
1: Okay, personal statement. Yeah. Like from the police. <laughs> so, okay. Have you got a personal statement I, from the police? Is I, that I apprehended. Joe Marla. 0330, would like a job doing. Anything. <laughs> 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 uh, up for a laugh. This is less a job
0: interview now, more... Are you reading out of a
1: thesaurus? So, Fun, bubbly. This has gone a bit of lonely hearts. Bubbly. G-S-O-H. And... Hardworking. Nice. Determined. I think that's more professional sounding. Hardworking.
0: Is it because I said hardworking? If you'd hard said hardworking, hard working, would you have gone
1: with it? Hardworking just seemed... Okay. Determined. Professional. Slash. Professional. professional. Diligence. Hard-working. Diligence. Good. Mm. One of my favourite films, that. <laughs> Although, slightly weird to put a film yeah. title on there. Just put your favourite films down. Okay. <laughs> and... Roffle. Rolling on the floor laughing. <laughs> or...
0: Could he use emojis? Oh, I wouldn't.
1: No. no. So, no emojis. I'll cancel them it's
0: ones
2: professional, out. professional. Professional CV. Okay, achievements next. Yeah, I like achievements. Do
0: I we expect. go formal achievements or are they things from Joe's business life or his personal life? I mean it's generally speaking probably should be from your business life. The only reason I ask is on the train down yesterday Joe revealed his deadlift P B and it's fucking awesome. Oh let's have that on there. Three hundred KG? Yep. Ooh. I know. That's wow. massive, isn't it? That's insane. What about
1: the Ooze Valley shop put champion under fourteen? Well yeah. Rotational technical slide? Slide. Oh Ooh. There's Very a nice. shuffle. Yeah, I couldn't really get that. It was more. Da- I don't think we we're allowed to do the rotational. It's, it's a higher danger risk. Yeah, because we were quite young. Okay, so that's my achievements. GCSEs, I got five A to Cs. I got five A star to
2: Cs. Yeah, yeah, I'd have it on there,
1: probably. Yeah. Even though not? you said it's not fine. Do I need to put where well, the facilities I attended over my time in terms of education or not really
2: bothered? I mean, you can do. No it's probably worth doing. But, okay, you know. yeah,
1: we've done that. And yeah, then cool. do I do I put my previous work experience? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so... That's the meat and two veg as well. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. How do I dress up Supervent... Waiter (laughs) into something that's high level hospitality experience.
2: Perfect. Hospitality professional. High level
1: hospitality professional. You snick. (laughs) <laughs> loads of shit from the fridge at the end of don't it. Don't put that down. Okay. Then how do I make turfer sound better? Public facing
2: agriculture specialist. You could do head of grass as well. Yeah. Do head of grass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want it. That's too like Or grass drug. manager.
1: Yeah, that's because you could
2: have multiple grass managers.
1: So I'm a, I've done a grass, I'm a grass specialist, agricultural public facing grass specialist. Oh, very that's nice. Uh, yeah. I then did rugby. Just uh, put rugby. Professional sportsman.
0: <sighs> Stole a living. <laughs> and then what about putting down your ice lolly your (gasps)
1: valentia would that not go under achievements though Mm. oh yeah so ooze rally shot put champion under 14 300kg deadlift what's your what's your pb well I've done 12 in one night that's quite impressive 12 valentia ice lollies what sort of time frame though oh nice it was in 20 minutes fucking hell in bed as well so I was lying down and I didn't brush my teeth after either. <laughs> <laughs> so that night, I was so tired. I was like, I'm
0: just going to sleep. You, was, on. you were too tired to brush your teeth, but not too tired to eat 12 valenthi rice Did
1: you have them all stacked up on the bedside? So yes, because what I like doing, Chanderman, is <laughs> having them stacked, and then I start off with them being fresh out of the freezer so they're harder to eat. And they degrade as they, they go degrade, down. They degrade, slightly oh. melting, and then by the time I get to eight to twelve. It's like, a, like it. a no not not that it's it's more like a bit of fatty tenderized beef. Falling off the bone. That just falls off oh. and melts in your mouth. And it's just wonderful. Called Valencia. Anyway, so the Valencia idol is that's in my favour. Professional sportsman, stole a living. Part time podcaster. Nice. Mm. Podcaster. Freelance
2: podcaster. Oh,
1: oh, freelance. Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. much better, isn't it? Freelance. Part
0: time makes it sound like someone else has decided you can't go full time. Freelance. Or that you're too mm.
1: and you're Freelances too lazy. Yeah. To do like a full working yeah. day. Okay, so freelance mm. podcaster. Can Could you we be make a po- podcaster sound consultant? Better? Oh, but if you're a podcast consultant,
0: just a fair reflection of... You're not getting your hands yeah. dirty, are you, Wes? No. Joe, you don't get your hands dirty because Ryan does all the heavy lifting on this show.
1: Oh, yeah, show me your hands. <laughs> okay. Clean as a fucking whistle. <laughs> Next achievement. Well, I haven't. That's it. Okay. Do I put, like, father? Loving father? Loving family man. Sounds like a gravestone. I was
2: going to say, it's just getting a bit morbid.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> Here lies in Joe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Loving father. Arrested
0: four times. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by the following lovely people Gavin and Stacey Vickers. You're a wizard, Harry. Hoxley. Thomas the Tank, Belinda. Tinker Taylor Soldier Cy Waiterson. Burn Jenny Burns. The Batman, Joshua Betterton. Alexander the Great, Big Dangerous Dan Shotten. Hell's Jonathan Pratt. Dave Southworth, Ben Joyce, and Kirsty Jane queen victoria grace lopez the orient dean layton and the erector jim offered to be more like all of them go to patreon.com forward slash joe Show, become an official sponsor get bonus content and grow the show today
2: So that's my CV then. I'd have questions. Um, I'd be giving you a call, that's for sure. I think the bit
1: that I've put age, ring me if you want to know, that's going to draw them in. Quite flirty. I have actually written out my CV, guys. That's what I've been doing. How much of a page has it taken up? Save. Do you want to describe it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's filled about an inch of a page of A4...
2: Should he up his font size there? Yeah. Chandrucci. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of um, formatting you can do on that to make it look a little bit nicer, isn't there?
1: 48. I've gone to 48. Let's take a look. <laughs> He's shouting at Ooh. me. Is it? Yeah. Mm. It's all justified left
0: you as well. shag with two Gs. Well, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're picking out of that CV. That's the first thing that jumps out at me. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what would be better. Central. Justify central. What? Make it everything justify around a centre line. Why do I have to justify
1: it to you? <laughs> okay. Bold? No. No, only, only my name bolded. What
0: about font? What font are you using? Oh, good question. Times New Roman or Courier?
1: Okay, these are the bits that I want them to remember. So there's my postcode. I'm going to bold bubbly. Nice. I'm going to bold diligence. Yeah. 12 valentias in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that in orange. Yeah. See what I've done there. Nice. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm actually going to make that 96 and bold and (laughs) italic and underlined. And
2: it's a royal flush of
1: (laughs) CVs, isn't it? (laughs) At the minute, we've got it in Helvetica. I quite like Baskerville. Let's have a look. In fact, JC, give us your reaction to Baskerville. Oh. I don't don't know about
0: Baskerville, Joe. You (laughs) don't like Baskerville? The way this is formatted, it looks almost like a recipe card.
2: (laughs) Because <laughs> yeah, it's the biggest one. It it it's a recipe in
1: one minute. if you want your company to succeed. I oh, like it. I'm your biggest ingredient. I'm like the egg
0: in the cake. That's your opening line when you walk in. Shake hands, grip the forearm. Say it again.
1: Hey, Mr. Chanda. Look at him then. do look at me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Chanda. I'm the egg to your cake. <laughs> Is the egg the most crucial part of a cake? Any flour? Hey, Mr Chanda, I'm the bicarbonate of soda to your cake. (laughs) I'm here to raise you up. I'm here to raise the
2: Chandamans up. (laughs) I weirdly quite like it.
1: What do you say? Why not? Okay, so there's my CV completed. I'm going to send that off. How would I send that off? Would it be better via email or post?
2: Via email, yeah. About fax.
0: Old school. Mm. Facts. Fax it. No one has a fax these days, do they? Exactly, makes an impact.
1: Yeah, make an impact by not
0: getting there.
1: (laughs) No one fucking has them. Save that joke, because we'll put this on our social media feeds. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah saved it done it complete it do i need to have linkedin it's helpful how do you do linkedin without
0: sending like a massive bell and they bigs themselves up well it's kind of what it's there to do
2: so, so you're allowed to big yourself up well yeah i suppose so <sighs> it's your shop window along with your cv you know so if you know if, if you're going for an interview and you want to know what someone else is like looks like you can get a pretty good impression of what they're like whether you're going to enjoy working there or not so it works both ways
1: let's say my cv didn't work Is there any other way I could somehow persuade you to ignore the CV, ignore LinkedIn and get me on your roster and sorted? Have
2: you ever had anyone bribe you, is what I'm saying? And if not, are you open to it? Absolutely not, Joe. Absolutely not open to it. Have we had bribes? Not traditionally, so not like, here's a check, can you get me in that process? But you will get Things like like a gift hamper or like A vouchers gift hamper. People. It's not bribery. It's just a gift hamper. Ah, but yeah, but it's still it's still construed as bribery. If it's before I put whoever it is into a process, I'd probably be questioning it a bit.
0: What if after they've mm. got the job and they've just
2: said to you, Chundermans, we want to just treat you. Come for a day at the rugby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't accept gifts like that. Like a little, maybe in that instance, a gift hamper or something, you'd be like, okay, that's, that's all right. But you can't really accept like a big day out at rugby or like a dinner or something like that. Weirdly, you could probably treat them to it. Mm-hmm. Might be a good way to build a good relationship to get some future business.
1: Like it. Jack Gentleman, have you got any more specific things you'd like to add?
2: Well, I mentioned earlier about what the office is like. A little bit Wolf of Wall Streety, Yeah. I guess a little bit. You know, phones going, lot buzz, which makes it a good place to work from that perspective. Certainly exciting. But you'll also have things like, so you'll have a league table on the wall of what everyone has built in that month. So you can measure yourself against everyone else. And it's ridiculously competitive.
1: Is there like a prize? Apart from, like, the money that you get from all the commissions, that is Decent obviously price, your yeah. prize. That's yeah, pretty good. But is it, like, added prizes? Like, oh, uh, Jack Chunderman is this month's top employee with a 1,000 client commissions. Well, 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 I'm just saying words that I think apply in <laughs> recruitment. So, is a trip for two to the Bahamas.
2: Maybe not a trip to the Bahamas, but oh. there are all sorts of incentives and stuff, so... So the incentives are all right, but bribes are not. Yeah, but incentives are done internally.
0: So an internal bribe, sorry, internal
2: incentive. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah, completely different. And that's going to depend again on the organisation, but I'd imagine most organi- most recruitment companies are going to have some form of high performers holiday or voucher or whatever. And it's pretty significant a lot of the time, you know, some pretty crazy locations or a really good chunk of money. And the other thing that's probably worth saying about um, recruitment is how competitive it is externally recruitment is a massive market, right? I think it was £17.7 billion pounds last year is what recruitment is worth. It's a pretty good chunk of money. I would say so. And there are so many recruitment agencies out there. So a lot of the time you are fighting directly with another agency to try and fill a job, which is exciting in a way because you want to beat them competitive, but it really can turn quite nasty in some cases. So for instance, if Tom, if you're recruiting for a job and I thought Joe was a fantastic candidate, I'd give Joe a call. Joe's interested. i will give you Joe's C- there you go. But then another agency gives Joe a call about the same job. Joe maybe doesn't realise that it's the same job because they don't give him as much information, but Joe's interested in that job as well. So the other agencies send Joe's CV over as well. Well now, Tom, you're looking at CVs from two different agencies and likely to get two invoices from two different agencies. And in that instance, no one backs down really. So you have to pay for both? Generally speaking, it has happened. You know, it depends how much trouble you want, Tom. Because what you might do in that instance is go, I don't want the trouble, I'm going to sack you off as a candidate, even if he's perfect.
0: I am perfect. I'm not sacking you off. Pardon? <laughs> Any more questions?
1: I, I I have quite a few, because we've sat here for a, a good hour or so, and I genuinely now, and I, it, I think it's more it says more about me than it, it does you, Jack Chunder. I have no idea <laughs> what recruitment is. <laughs> It is so hard to keep up, but I think I've got a little bit more knowledge, but I'm still, I'm going to have to listen back to this one over and over and just keep getting Leonardo DiCaprio out of my head because it's it's not, it's same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. But I think some of the numbers, especially that 17.7 billion, you just said at the end there, I think we should probably sack this off. Get and, involved And them. set up. Chundermans was, and I think we should definitely set it up in Australia. Yeah. to begin with. Yeah, just so we can use that C word. Yeah, uh, frivolously. Which mm. C word is that? Just that C one. Oh, okay. The C one. You know the C one. Mm. I'm not. I'm not gonna fall under that trap again. JC, Jack, Jackie, Chunders, chundanori
0: Chandonori,
1: chundanuchi <laughs> Ch- Chundamunt. It's like, oh, grab the Chundamunts and bring them over here. <laughs> Welcome to
0: Chandamans The place where dreams come true And nightmares Some
2: nightmares as well <laughs> Thank you
1: For <laughs> coming on It's and been a pleasure up
2: with us Not pleasure. at all Thanks for having me Oh
1: fucking hell I know I mentioned it at the end there But genuinely I haven't I've not I've not I'm really struggling All these words still really confused me like client, I couldn't work out who the client was. Who's the it's client? Is the client
0: the person looking for the job or the person looking for the person looking for the job?
1: Why are we asking these questions now? Shit. I was having too much fun doing all the other shit. that. Could I... we text him? Ryan's got his number. We're
0: going to have to. Do you think he looked like a comedian whose name I'm going to mouth? yeah but smaller version and as i since i thought it every time i looked at jc i was like okay that's amazing how much he must know that he looks like that geezer he had some of his mannerisms
1: was it actually the person i'm talking about (laughs) no but he was quality and the fact that we gave him a different name to his real one but i'll only ever know him as jack chunder i should
0: only ever know him yeah, from, as Jack Chanda, From from this day till your last. You shall be known... As Jack Chanda. In the meantime, Joe, if people are listening to this and they'd like to recruit themselves a wonderful snapback cap, which agency should they go through?
1: Well, Tom, it's not an agency they need. It's the episode description. And when they go to that section, they can click on the link. And that will take them straight to the correct agency to purchase such a thing as snapback hats. As you can tell by my voice, I'm not someone that wears such a thing, but I would highly recommend it to all you lovely listeners. Good evening, Vietnam. wasn't even close to an impression of Bobby Williams. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Joe. Thank you for your inquiry. We'll get back to you as soon as possible with our answer. Joe will keep you on file. No, I'm saying I'll keep you on my file.
0: Well, you're on my file too, so... Uh,
1: no, tough cheese. I'm the client.
0: Who is the client? I'm the client. I'm the client.
1: Oh, client, my client. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Network.